welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Talk to me. What's that? You've been studying anything good, or I know you've been on vacation and visiting family and all, or anything speaking to you lately, any podcasts or books or study? Of any kind. Uh, this is impromptu. We don't nothing really, what we're going to talk about. I mean, I'm just curious. Yeah, nothing really new. You know, keep up with stuff I normally listen to the the uh, the Down of Christ podcast, and those last few episodes have been pretty good. Yeah, I've got a call. Stuff you know, he canceled on us. He said he wasn't feeling well, and then I heard him on the podcast talk about having some seasonal depression that he has. So um, I wanted to give him some time and then check back with him, let him know he's always welcome, you know, when he's when and if he wants to come on. So Marshall Davis. Yeah. Might be good to yeah. wait. I don't know. Would it be good to wait till after the election or do that before? I don't know if he'll be more tuned up before or after because uh, he's got some strong political views too. So, yeah, well, I don't, man, I don't uh, one day, maybe not today, but one day we should uh, work up the courage to do a political episode. <laughs> I don't know not, if that's a idea or not, because all it does is divide people. Because people who are who, people who have their mind made up seem to already have their mind made. Up. How do you want to approach it? What are you thinking? Well, that I mean, kind of, kind of that. You know what I mean? Like the not uh you know who's right and wrong or who to pick on you know like which political candidate to to get you know to pick but like you know just how people deal with um how people deal with it on a personal level you know what i mean because i know for a lot of people it's a real issue that you know affects their you know their peace of mind and all kinds of things and um it's, you know, it, it just seems like, you know, people have that, like, you know, we don't talk about politics or religion and, you know, as long as you can just ignore it, then everything's going to be okay, you know, but I've had, I've had enough, uh, I've had enough therapy to know that if you just keep stuffing that stuff down inside, you know, eventually it comes out one way or another. And, you know, and there's a Republican not, Jesus and there's a Democrat Jesus, you know? Th- this is true. Uh, I used to date a girl that was a uh, member of the local Democratic Party, and she was very active. And she believed doing the work of God was supporting the Democratic Party. And yeah. so I, thought that, I thought, wow. I said, that's, uh, and that's what Jimmy Carter thought. He thought he was doing the work of God, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to, you know, say yay, nay, whatever. I'm just, I, I, I respect that. And so I, I can't, I'm not going to criticize anyone's belief. I think what happens is we have to get above no matter what we support or how we feel. We, I like to be driven by principle rather than personality, no matter what it is that we're talking about. So I, I, I Back in the 90s, I 
I ended up with some very strong principled beliefs with that. So we said we weren't talking about that today, didn't we? So I'll stop. We did. Yeah. We don't, well, we don't, we don't have to, but I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the folks I grew up, grew up with were exactly the, the same way, you know, like a, a, a vote for a Republican was a vote for Jesus, you know, yeah. and that, that was, it wasn't, that was why they did it. It wasn't like, it wasn't just like, well, I agree with, you know, particular issues or anything like that. It was just, this is, you know, this is the party Jesus votes for. Yeah. It's so white Jesus, white Republican Jesus, you know? So yeah, that's, uh, we need to put some thought into that, I think, before we actually dig into it deep, but, uh, there's, I'd like yeah, to, we don't have to just jump in, but, it would be interesting to, you know, to just be able to try to, you know, try to look at it honestly on like a, from a personal level, you know, just how, uh, how it affects people or whatever. And not just. Why don't we do that next know. week? Why don't we do that you next week? And I'll take some time and go through and see why I believe what I believe, you know, and what, what, because. I, I base what I believe government wise on particular religious teachings and things, you know, that I take as being valid. And, and I'm sure you may do the same thing. I don't know how you arrived at your views, but uh, it'd be, it'd be nice to have the conversation. I don't even know how you really, I don't even know how you vote. So, I mean, I don't even know. Um, so It'll be an interesting conversation. I think we should do it without even disclosing how we vote. Just talk about why we vote the way we do or why we feel the way we do about all of that, maybe. Sure. If that's okay with you. We can give it a shot. Okay. Um, I did start a book that I'm reading a couple of pages a day on that I would not recommend. Okay. Unless you want to screw up your Christianity. I will uh -oh. not read this book. But do I want to do that? Stephen Mitchell, The Gospel According to Jesus. Yes, Stephen Mitchell that did the Tao Te Ching that we use a lot and other books, wisdom yeah. books. He did a book back in the 90s, I believe. This was, yeah, he's wrote a ton of stuff. And he published this in, let me look, 93. And... What's interesting about this, and I was talking to my Christian friends about this this morning, and it's something that Rob Bell talks about, and it's that, if you know, we all have these foundational legs of our belief, beliefs. And I think you may have even told me this about this, Zach, about Rob Bell talking about this, then I went and listened to it. I think yeah. it was you actually that brought this to my attention that he talked about what if those foundational legs of your belief were proven to be wrong? Yeah. Would you still have a belief? Yeah. And I, I presented that question, question to my Christian friends. I meet with them on Wednesdays and we record this right after I get home from meeting with them. And we usually meet, we read through the New Testament a little bit at a time, talk about it, pray, and then go eat breakfast. And we do that every week. We just started back recently. 
actually I had one of our friends that died of COVID that was part of that group, but there's four of us that do that now was five. And I presented the question to them a while back. And one of them really latched on to that question. And he has brought it up several times and he is an elder in the church of God. I mean, he's like very, you know, he even believes the leather's genuine, you know, that kind of belief, you know, that every word, every, you know, everything is uh, the inspired word of God, even though Paul was talking about the old Testament and that couldn't even be applied to a bunch of letters, but regardless. Sure. Um, if it's good but, enough for King James is good enough for me. That's right. <laughs> and he, um, he's thought about that a lot and this idea that let's say what's fundamental to, to most Christian belief, at least here in the evangelical, in the Christian churches, the majority of Christian churches, there's a belief that Jesus was raised from the dead. There's a belief that Jesus was born of a virgin. Uh, and amongst other things, those are the two major beliefs. What if it was proven that Jesus was not born of a virgin? What if that was a proven that there was some way that it was proved that that was false, that he was not born of a virgin? Now, I'm not saying he was or wasn't. I'm just saying, would that cause your Christian belief to totally be destroyed? Yeah. Or, you know, or that that he was not resurrected from the dead, that, you know, that he lived with Mary Magdalene and, you know, had children and through DNA, we proved this was one of the children of Jesus, blah, blah, blah. You know, anything that you could come up with, you know. And there are a lot right. of beliefs out there, a lot of things. You know, they believe, you know, there's one belief that uh, Jesus' father was a Roman soldier that impregnated yeah. Mary. And then uh, there's another belief that uh, Jesus did not die in the crucifixion and that he went to live in. Um, uh, somewhere in Khmer, uh, um, uh, in um, uh, in one of the the countries over there near Mongolia, over in that area, and they even have a shrine to him and where he came back and lived there the rest of his life as a teacher. So all kinds of things like that 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 people have different beliefs on. So there's a lot of beliefs different from what our narrow belief that you know that we were all raised with so what if those things is proven to be wrong and that's something that you based your beliefs on could you would you still have a belief or would it just would you turn your back on all belief yeah does does the thing that you believe hold meaning outside of what proof you have for it yes and where we went to with that was is your belief based on your experience with your higher power, your experience with God, or is your belief based on some book or something you've been told that you're supposed to believe? Yeah. That's the difference. I think. Yeah. I think, you know, there's, I think there's some real value in, you know, examining the, just what your direct personal experience is. 
And my my suggestion and my my experience has been that if your experience doesn't back up what you've been told, maybe you need to reevaluate what you've been told and what you put your belief in. Um, I definitely had to do that when I came into recovery. I saw people that were definitely touching something greater than them that was helping them with their alcoholism that did not believe what I believed and in my opinion did not qualify to have God do anything for them. And if they were to have died at the moment, I would have thought they would have gone to hell. Yeah. But yet I saw something that worked and what I had didn't work. So I had to really soul search what I believed. Not to say what I believed was incorrect. It was right for me in the time. That's the thing. All these beliefs, I think, bring us along this path and they always evolve. My beliefs have evolved so much over the last 10, 12 years. It's just unbelievable. Um, yeah. But my yeah, beliefs absolutely. now are based on experience, not on what I'm told I'm supposed to believe. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's there's definitely something to that for sure. You know, one of the Tao verses say that uh, those that know do not debate, and those that debate do not know. <laughs> and I've quit debating. You know, I think it uh, another interpretation. That's so true, it hurts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> another interpretation of that is those that know how to love do not debate. And those that have not learned to love yet are the ones that are debating. You know, the ones that debate have not learned to love yet is how it's said. So, and I think that's really it. I don't have anything to prove. I don't have any, you know, there's no, there's no reason to debate. I have nothing to prove to anyone. Um, I have experience that works for me. And if it doesn't work for you, okay. It doesn't have to. You don't have to believe I'm right or believe I'm wrong. There's no, there's nothing to prove. There's no, there's no debate necessary. Yeah. But, Interesting. Uh, Stephen Mitchell in this book, though, he goes into um, all those different things. And if you do not want, if you have a traditional Christian belief, do not read this unless you want to be challenged because it will challenge traditional Christian beliefs. But uh, I would, I would, if that's something you like, or you want to look at that, I would suggest it's Stephen Mitchell, the gospel according to Jesus. Well, I like the other stuff from him I've read. So I, you know, I may, I may check it out for sure. He's done some very good books. He'll, he'll actually, I saw an interview with him. You know, he studied Zen meditation and he, I'm going to try your video again. Yeah, I'm trying to start it. I'm having difficulty yeah. interacting without seeing you. Uh, right. He he I understand. He would do a uh, he would study a language so that he could write a book from that language. Right. And he meditated. If I understood him correctly, for eight years. Like all the time with two yeah. years, meditated for yeah. eight years. I said, uh, do you meditate? He says, 
I stopped in 1980 meditating. <laughs> he said, what? He said, yeah, I meditated for eight years. And now he says, I'll do a, a tune up every now and then do a, I think he said a hundred day, 18 hour a day for a hundred days um, to get tuned up. You know, if he starts, I guess, losing the, the light, losing the connection kind of thing. Mind. So anyway, he's a pretty enlightened fellow. So I like, I like reading what he has to say. Yeah. I, I would suggest looking at that and some of his other readings. He just did a book on Joseph that's supposed to be really good. Okay. Yeah, I'll check it out. You know, not so uh, we can get on to the uh, Thomas stuff here if you want. Uh, but to quickly, you know, we're talking about the debating thing, you know, it, and um, it's just interesting. You bring that up in terms of like, I mean, obviously there was a, you know, big political debate the last, you know, week or so. And uh, if, but if you think about that in terms of like what people are debating about, you know what I mean? Like if you go back to probably when you were a kid, when I was a kid, you know, uh, the big debates that I heard about were people arguing about religion. You know what I mean? They were constantly comparing this religion to that religion and did you know do you have it right or do we have it right and and uh that that whole thing now i feel like you don't even see that anymore the primary debate you hear is the political debate yeah i'm I not just, in those religious circles now so i don't uh i don't hear a lot of i will hear now i see this in aa I see some guys that like to debate different things in AA and I just get out of those. I don't even get in those conversations. Like, are we recovered or are we recovering? Who cares? <laughs> you know, you know, that's that kind of stuff. I just, and I kind of give the same um, attitude toward the religious stuff. I don't, uh, and they, it does happen, though. I mean, it is, but it's the same people that want to debate religion. Yeah. Will debate uh, AA. Will debate politics. All those things. I wonder why people. I guess it is back to not knowing ego. It's all ego. Go fear that idea that you know you must. You know, if you don't agree with me. You must agree with me because uh, I'm right. I yeah. don't. I don't know. It's 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 sick. Whatever it is, it is ego. You're right. It's just ego. I I believe something, and I need you to believe what I believe to confirm that I'm that I'm real, that I'm right, that I'm valid, that I have a right to be here to be in the world. It's it's. I mean, it sounds silly, but I think it's isn't it good to be what happens. That though, I mean, it is such a freedom not to have to 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 be above that, to not have to debate anymore about what you believe or have your value, your personal value based on what someone else thinks about you or or that they have to agree with what you think. 
it's just I would yeah I don't know I would like to say I know exactly what that feels like but uh, I'd be lying if I said there weren't times that I that I still you know held on to some of that verse 81 in the Tao Te Ching this is an interpretation of uh, this verse it says those who love do not need to debate those who need to debate have not yet learned how to love. Yeah. You do not learn. And that's true. Love. Yeah. You do not learn to love from a book. You learn to love by loving. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. But that's really true. It, it goes back to love. It goes back to, and if God is love, the action of love, then, you know, your opinion's just as valid as mine. It's no less valid. And there's nothing for me to convince yeah. you of. You know? Yeah. I wouldn't change you even if I could. Oh, man, that's hard. I was talking to a sponsee about that the other day, yesterday. He was having difficulty accepting something. And I said, you know, why don't you just use the affirmation? I would not change this person. It was a family member, even if I could, like with some long-standing resentment about this family member. And I said, you know, why don't you just say you would not change that person, even if you could? Maybe mm -hmm. you even thank God for this person being like they are. <laughs> That's taking it even further. You know, I'd never thought about that, you know, until right now. I need to write that down so I can I can text him that. He'll love that. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I didn't say who it was. Is his mother? He's had a hard time with you know, resentments, long time stuff. Thank God for her being like she is. <laughs> Man, that is hard. But doesn't that give yeah, you well, that, freedom, though? You know, that gets back to some of that. Um, let's let's tie it back to basic meditation. You know, your your discomfort is your teacher. Uh, this, you know, or the whole, you know, throw it back in the political thing, you know, Donald Trump, the Zen master, um, yeah. you know, if, if there's something that's making you uncomfortable, then that, that is your, that's your teacher. Is that not the reason you would debate is because you're uncomfortable for the most part. Yeah. I never debated because I agreed. I debated because I disagreed. Yeah. If there's no disagreement. There would be no debate. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't I don't know what the right answer is, but I know you're wrong. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you want to read some of this uh, Gospel of Thomas? I think we're on number five. Is that right, what you have here? Yeah, we're on number five. Yeshua said, this is uh, Yeshua's Jesus. We're reading the Gospel of Thomas from uh, the Nag Hammadi and I can put a link I think in the episode notes of where you might can download this uh, Yeshua said know what is in front of your face and what is hidden from you will be disclosed there is nothing hidden that will not be revealed and another translation of that could be there's nothing buried that will not be raised or restored mm. know what is in front of your face and what is hidden from you will be disclosed 
nothing hidden that won't be revealed. His students asked him and said to him, do you want us to fast? How should we pray? How should we pray? Should we give to charity? What diet should we should be should we observe? Just the basic questions that any student would ask their master. Um, and he answers these questions down further, but uh, Jesus said, "Do not lie and do not do what you hate." And the note with this is it's the negative formulation of the golden rule. Like do unto others as you would have them do unto you is how that's interpreted. That makes sense. Yeah. All things are disclosed before heaven and there is nothing hidden that will not be revealed and nothing covered that will not remain undisclosed. I like they repeat there. Did you have something? I was just thinking about it. The, I think, okay, so... Do not lie. Do not do what you hate. Not negative like bad, but like the inverse way of looking at the golden rule, I guess. So if you put that back, sorry, it's on a different page there. Uh, so go back to verse five. Know what is in front of your face. So I think I think that ties in really closely with what we're talking about as far as like the uh your own like knowing your own personal experience you know what i mean like being able to look at yourself you know honestly or whatever knowing what is in front of your face like what do you see like what you know you have all of these all of these takes and opinions on you know politics religion recovery all of these things that you have strongly held opinions on, you know, based on whatever you want to base it on. But if you can't look at it and hold it up in your own life, like how's this working for you? How is this, you know, part of that's being in the moment. So, right. So knowing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I, I just think that that concept, so the, the two thoughts I'm trying to tie together are like this, I, on the one hand, this idea of, you know, the way you would have observed thoughts and meditate, like knowing your own experience on a personal, intimate level, and then tying that to this idea of, of the golden rule. You know, of do unto others as you would have them do unto you is the way you would normally hear it, right? Like this way of saying it, the do not lie, do not do what you hate, that puts, it put, it feels like my, the, the feeling puts more impetus back on you, the person, you know, you as an individual, whereas the golden rule usually gets thrown out as this do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Yeah. You almost always hear it as, even though it says do unto others, it's the thing that you're supposed to do, but people usually use it as a way to tell people what they should be doing. You know? Yeah. It's what it, what that does is it takes the spotlight off of you and puts it on them. When this yeah. is putting the spotlight on you. 
Yeah. Right? It's turning the light so around. Know what to, absolutely. And that's the turning the light around the is know what is in front of your face. That's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, so do that. Know what's in front of your face. And then don't do what you hate. So the thing that it is that you hate, know your, first of all, know yourself. Like know the turning the light around. Know what's in front of your face. Know that the thing, the thing that, uh, the stuff that crawls under your skin, the stuff that pisses you off that other people do, this, all of the stuff, you know, know what it is, know what that experience is and not just, they said something I don't like, but again, going back to the discomfort is your teacher. When you become uncomfortable, dig down to the bottom of that and find out what that is, know what it is, know what, you know, know what's in front of your face. And then don't do that thing. The thing that you hate, don't do it to other people. You probably, the lying leads to doing what you don't hate. There's a link there. Do not lie and do not do what you hate. You know, when we're learning this way of life, a lot of times the way my character defects pop up, I learn to do the opposite of what I want to do. Yeah. Maybe it's not that hate in the way I would think about hate, but not to do the things that the negative things, the the things full of hate. Don't do a job you don't you hate. Not that kind of hate. You know, right. That's the first thing I thought of. Well, I, I learn in business to the things I don't want to do, the things I hate to do that I hire someone to do. And I do the things I want to do. Oh, that's saying that. So that doesn't yeah. make sense. You know, so. It's saying do not do what you hate in a different way than that. So I automatically go to that. Yeah, well, so the way that it says it is do not do what you hate. It's implied in the statement is that you have to know what it is that you hate. Yeah. So it's not just like, I feel most of the time, myself included, you know, it's so easy to be reactive and just, I hate something and that's the way it is. And so you start with the feeling of, I hate this. And then, uh, and and then and then decide your opinion around that, you know, or but you don't even. Well, most of the time we don't it feels like we don't even know what it is that we hate. You know, we just just have this feeling of hate come up and then all of a sudden that's the way it is. Maybe could it be that. Not doing the things you hate would be. The things that. Like if there's behavior that you detest in yourself, don't do that detestable behavior. Yeah. Sure. Like, I don't like it when I behave this way. Oh, let's go back to the, the driving. Okay. Something small. I hate it when I run up on someone's ass and act like a butt on the road. Okay, I hate that behavior, so I should not do what I hate. Could that be right. the kind of hate it's talking about? Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. That's totally different than that phrase. Do not do what you hate threw me off. I could not get past, uh, get past that. Okay. That's making more sense to me now. I also, I also like how to just, you know, pull in a little bit more of the context here around it. You know, um, it's disciples are asking him, you know, what should we do? Should we give to charity? What, you know, what diet should we have? Essentially saying like, what's our set of rules, you know, give us, give us the rules to follow. So it's just that, that classic example of, you know, disciples being like, we need all the rules to follow. And, uh, and Jesus being like, you don't need as many rules as you think you need. You know, it, it can be much simpler. You know, this, and we did not plan this, but this ties perfectly back in to the foundation discussion when we first started about the Rob Bell, the um, the foundation of what you believe, because that's what they're asking for. We need the legs. We need to know what to base. We need the, the dogma, you know? Yeah. Isn't that what they're asking? They're asking for dogma. They're asking for rules. Yeah. I need to, I need to, and well, so think about why you would ask that. Why Why would you need that? I need to prove to somebody else that I'm following the way. I need to be and able what to Jesus debate. is saying. Yeah. I need to debate. And what debate. Jesus is saying. Yeah, exactly. And so here you have Jesus saying, I want you to look at your own personal experience and use that. Yeah. Because remember what he said before this in the first four verses, talking about seeking and finding and our awareness, the whole idea. He gave them the solution there. And then we're now they're saying, no, we need rules. What do we do about this and this? And he's already told them before that he told them how to behave. First thing he said in in this gospel was. If you discover what these sayings mean, you will not taste death. And he gives them the process to figure this out. And the kingdom of God's inside you. It's not outside of you. And that whole simple teaching about where the kingdom was and what it was. And they're saying, okay, that's good. But we need our rules. We need to know, you know, do we do this or this? And he's already, if they were to realize what he told them, he gave them everything they needed. And they they just didn't hear it. Nothing hidden that will not be revealed. So it's said twice. What's hidden will be disclosed in five and in six. The same phrase. There's nothing hidden that will not be revealed. There's nothing covered that will not remain undisclosed. All things are disclosed. And I do not feel like that a lot of times. I feel like I'm just partially seeing that I'm not that it's not all disclosed. I never feel like it's all disclosed. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> no, certainly not. But I sort of live with this constant feeling of there's something I'm missing in the back of my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, that's diminishing, but it's still there. You know, it's not, I can't say all things are disclosed in my life. I can't, I think that's part of what enlightenment is that you, when you learn to live in the moment, you realize that it's all right there and that all these other things that we're grasping for are irrelevant. I think it's part of that, but I'm not there yet. I'm closer, but I'm not there. Good for me to publicly say that. Sure. So then the question becomes, how does that tie in with verse seven where you get eaten by a lion? I did a little reading on that before. <laughs> Yeshua said, blessing. That's good. Do I? That's good because it, it kind of threw me off. Uh, Yeshua said, blessings on the lion if a human eats it, making the lion human. Foul is the human if the lion eats it, making the lion human. This obscure saying seems to appeal to the lion as a symbol of all that is passionate and uh, essential. The passions may either be consumed by a person or consume a person. So he's saying that, I think he's saying that the lion is, would be self or your passion. So if you consume your passions, okay. But if your passions consume you, then it's a problem. Maybe back to the lying and doing the things you hate. Somehow, if those things consume you, <clears throat> if self ego that we were talking about consumes you, then it's a problem. But if you consume the ego, then it's not a problem. I don't know. That's the best I've got. You know what? What just occurred to me? It makes me think about. Um, that verse you've probably heard yelled at you a hundred times, a thousand times or more from the pulpit about the devil walking around like a roaring lion seeking who, who he can devour. Yeah. This is uh, could that would mean it, the same thing, wouldn't it? It, it puts a, it puts an interesting take on it. Yeah, but that would be the same as like if you're thinking of ego, you know, because yeah, a lot of a lot of times ego is equated with devil. It has nothing to do with the devil. It's your ego, you know, or whatever. You know, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to debate it. Uh, yeah, that's. But yeah, like you can, you know. I um, I quoted on on Wednesday morning some. And I'll, I'll occasionally say, okay, guys, just because I'm not saying something does not mean I approve or agree with what you're saying. I'm just not going to argue with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I want to give my, you know, uh, my disclaimer. I said, because, because I'm just not commenting doesn't mean that I agree with what you're saying. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the devil is blamed for so much that may just be self. Who knows? But- yeah, so, well, so there, obviously, it's some kind of analogy, you know. Sure. The, the lion and, and the devil or, and whatnot. So if uh, if the 
blessings on the lion. I was just thinking about like, what if you read that? So in the, in the Bible verse, you know, that the devil is, it doesn't say he is a lion. He says it's like a lion. You, you can eat, you can eat the lion, but the lion can't eat you. Blessings on the lion if the human eats it. So if you consume the lion, then it's okay. But having the lion consume you is a problem. Yeah. That's basically it. Right? Yeah, yeah. I just think it's it's interesting because it's, you know, if you're being eaten, obviously it's foul to you. Mm-hmm. But but it's all from from this verse it's also foul to the lion. Like if you're being eaten by the lion, the lion you're you're a foul taste. You're it's not actually getting what it wants. Ah, okay. Similar to the ego. If the ego was as a lion, it's always that way. Right? The ego you, yeah. you give the ego what the ego wants and it always wants more and it never pacifies it. I can't eat my pint of chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream today and not want another one tomorrow. If I pacify used to when I had my my ego feared losing money, that I wouldn't have money to pay my bills, I'd hustle, hustle, hustle and get money in the bank. And then once I had money in the bank, then I would be afraid I would lose it. So it just shifted gears. It was never happy. Yeah. It's never what the what the devil ego line wants. It's always what it thinks it wants. We can't give it what it really wants. Uh, it, it's never satisfied. It always wants more. Always. Hey, let's stop right there because of your internet issues, if we can. Yeah, that's probably a good place. And we'll take it from there at verse 8 the next time we get together. All right, my friend. Well, uh, anything else before we go? I can't think of it. Have you a good day, and we'll see you soon. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use, and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.